my job on this This is the Expedition Podcast. It's a journey, y'all. You want to start over? No. No. Always hold a special place in my heart. Onward, ho. True. No. <laughs> You're right. Romance isn't dead. <laughs> on an expedition of discovery. Welcome to the Expedition Podcast. Um, <laughs> all right, Zen journey, y'all. Zen. Here is um the podcast we've all been waiting for, you guys. <laughs> for we're, weeks, we're back. Weeks. We're finally back. Back here we are. <laughs> all right, and it's my turn. All right, and I I will yes, say that's Natalie. Yeah, this is Natalie. Sorry, <laughs> I feel I'm Lauren. I'm Bree. I, I would say that I hope that by now people know who we are, but we might have new listeners, so I don't. <laughs> so I can't say that. We should we should be good at probably making sure to introduce ourselves for a, 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 each time for a while. <laughs> yeah, we should do that. <laughs> Y'all, Peach right, just guys. got her loudest dog toy that crinkles, so please tell me if you can hear it. <laughs> can y'all hear, hear it? it? Okay, okay. It no, might be I okay. Can't. Never mind. She put it right beside me. Okay, good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, it's a bag of potato chips. It's- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course, it makes it noise. Crinkles. Oh, goodness. Okay, guys, we are back. All right. Um, we had some life happen, and um, it's been dealt with. And um, here we are. Well, kind of been dealt with. It's still living. So we're still alive. We're still alive. (laughs) All right. So this week we are talking about all things meditation and mental health um, and mental issues. Um, I did a little uh, research on some meditation and where it came from and what it's about. And let me hit you with a... um, uh meditation what it is oh, wow. all right hit me with them zen facts definition there we go that's the word <laughs> words have left me this week i couldn't even think of improv last week when i was <laughs> recording it left my mind completely <laughs> all right meditation definition is a practice where an individual uses a technique such as mindfulness or focusing the mind on a particular object thought or activity to train attention and awareness and achieve a mentally clear and emotional calm and stable state. All right. Webster's Dictionary defines. Yes. <laughs> um, I actually found, um, oh, heck, what, are, what uh, I think it's called mindworks.org or .com is the website that I found it on. Ugh, we'll have to put it in later. I'm sorry. I don't want to flip through pages. Okay. Anyways. Um, Link in the description. Yes. Um, The English word meditation stems from meditatum, a Latin term meaning to ponder. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Meditative concentration is one of three trainings that when practiced together result in awakening or enlightenment. Uh, The other two are proper ethical conduct and wisdom of seeing things as they truly are. All right. (laughs) <laughs> scientific uh proof <laughs> we need we have all the toys if you can't see this but you have all the dog toys lined up right now <laughs> she's probably every single thing she owns <laughs> <laughs> all right um scientific proof uh links meditation to help um, improve sleep reduce stress anxiety lower blood blood pressure and um decreases pain as well okay so it's a big mind thing, and um, the thing is, is that we can tell our minds basically what to do or how to feel or distract or if, you know, you've worked that hard and are powerful enough to do those things, which can be difficult, um, obviously. It's incredible what the brain is capable of telling the body to do. Like The, the whole just concept and idea of placebo experiments, the fact that people can go into a medical experiment and half of them be given a placebo and those people that have placebos think that they've been cured of whatever's happening. It's just insane because they think that they've received medication. Their brain is like, yes, you're cured now. Like 
Definitely. That yeah. Blows my mind. It's so wonderful. <laughs> yeah. A funny placebo effect is um, when I used to work at um, the rec center in our hometown, uh, I was the lifeguard and we had a pool that um, we were able to control the temperature of it. Um, so a lot of women would come in and do water aerobics and would complain about the, t- the temperature of the pool. And we really <laughs> that was too cold. Uh, at that point, we really couldn't do anything because we had a little bit of issues or, or couldn't really change it in enough time to help them with the temperature. So, so I literally would walk in there sometimes. A lot of us would. We'd walk in there and turn circles and la-di-da-di-da <laughs> and come back out and be like, oh, how's it feel? And they'd be like, oh, my God, so much better. <laughs> Whoa. You know, that's how I feel. Okay, so uh, I remember when I was a child, like, going out to eat with my family, and my dad or my mom would tell the waiter or waitress, like, oh, it's really hot in here. Oh, it's really cold in here. I know those restaurants didn't adjust the thermostat. No! (laughs) Um, So experts agree that the practice probably began – we're back to meditation right now (laughs) – Oh, yeah. Um, The practice probably began many thousands of years ago before the birth of modern civilization. Uh, Earliest record uh, record of meditation practice date from approximately uh, 1500 years BCE before Common Era. Sorry, I can't talk. Um, Yeah, it's been around for a very long time, and a a lot of it comes from um, earliest forms. There's something called the Vedic. Uh, which are large bodies of religious texts originating in ancient India. Um, and then we also have uh, Vedic Sanskrit is the text, um, the oldest layer of Sanskrit's literature and oldest script of Hinduism. Okay. So we get a lot of Hinduism, oh, okay. South Asia, um, India. Uh, we have a lot from like um, older Japan, you know, stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Many forms of meditation can be found in ancient religious traditions. The practice as a formal component of a spiritual path is probably most closely associated with Buddhism. All right. Um, Buddhism and Buddha is a big thing. Uh, it lived and taught in Southeast Asia about 2,600 years ago. Uh, founded an exper- experimental path that inspired generations of practitioners to sit in mindful awareness and breathe their way to lasting peace. Okay. Uh, they make many- it sound so, so easy. Yeah. I know. That's one yeah. thing. <laughs> like, I, it's such a kind of – it's the terms that are associated with meditation – and we'll get to this later, but like our personal practice, the terms are just so blase and like kind of gentle. And this is not easy. Like no, that's it what is, it is that's not. The, the the I guess dichotomy that I was working with is that everything that I've heard is like just relax, gentle, breathe. And then this is so this was so hard for me. Yeah. It is but very it, that's difficult. What's so crazy. I mean, and many things can distract us from uh, being present and. Um, you know, and that's one of the things that when I used Headspace, he talks about the guy that does the, the guided meditations talks about noting and, um, accepting that you're being distracted or being pulled away from what you're, um, you know, doing, but to note it and be okay with it and come back Mm -hmm. to what you're doing so that it's okay that your mind wanders because it's normal and it's natural and we have a lot of things going on in the world that to be gentle with yourself of the wandering mind or thoughts or noises that you can hear and, and recognizing them and being okay with them because they're normal habits, but just gently coming back to what you're doing and what's in front of you. Yeah, and because it seems like the more frustrated you get that you can't focus, the further you're getting away from the more it, Yeah, the more it pulls you, know, you out like, of it. Yeah. yeah, It's fine if you can't focus. It's not okay if you get so frustrated with that that you completely remove yourself from the practice. Yeah. I struggled um, yeah. a lot too, Lauren, though. <laughs> we'll no, and I, and I did too. It's, it's very it's – it's a difficult thing to do. And like I'll talk about later, there are many different types of meditation that you can do. 
Um, and you just have to find one that works best for you. So if it's not, mm -hmm. if you're not the one to sit in complete silence and listen to someone guide you through something, then there are many other different types that you can try and participate in. Um, something also that I um, was really happy to, I think I just, it reminded myself of, uh, reminded, I reminded myself of this idea is that there are so many, there are only a couple levels of consciousness, right? Like, so we as humans are, are conscious, we're conscious beings. And we have this certain level of consciousness where, and I forget the actual name of it, maybe Nelly, you'll have it in your research. But basically, it's like you have the ability to essentially sit somewhere and think about the events of the day and what you want to happen tomorrow. There's only humans and two other animals that are possibly, and we, we don't even know if that's confirmed yet, that are able to do that. And it's like the a, a form of great ape. I don't remember what their name is. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> My word's losing me. And then um, maybe I ravens or crows. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, what it was so nice to remind myself that, like, I think it's because it's so tied to historically, like, what you were t talking about, religion and spirituality and your soul and getting into this kind of quiet place inside of yourself and speaking to this um, – you know, ex existence that's so unique as a as a human being and as you as a person, like, reminding myself that this is really special. The fact that we can do this, we're the only known, yeah, you know, ent entities alive that are capable of doing this. I remind every time I didn't want to, I was like, "This is a privilege." <laughs> like, yeah, but that that <laughs> same like special gift is what makes us crazy. Exactly. <laughs> you know? True. Exactly. Yeah, very like true. you were you were saying that, and I was thinking about Peach, and I'm like, well, I guess she can't think about what she wants tomorrow because she always just wants what she wants right now. Yeah, but that's that's kind of beautiful too, <laughs> you know. A simple world when you just want food and like to play ball. Peach yeah. is very present and in the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. So we also have in the seventh century an example of uh, the Zen meditation, which derived from Buddhism. Um, a Japanese monk, Dosho, traveled to China where he studied Buddhism under the great master Husan Seng. Oh, geez. I'm sorry. Please I really try to. <laughs> Yeah, I really, I really tried to go through all the words that I was unsure of how to pronounce and tried to, but I just, it's been a while. <laughs> um, he opened a meditation hall uh, once returning to Japan where he started teaching a form of sitting meditation that became known as Zazen, which is, I'm sure, Zen now. Um, this has I given a rise. Word, Zazen. Yes. I know it's to cool. To a generation of Japanese monks and nuns whose primary practice is the sitting meditation, um, which I think is a is mostly what is used now as a sitting, quiet within yourself, you know, meditation. Um, let's see. The Western in interest in Eastern religions and philosophies seem to have began in the earliest of the 19th century due to colonism and improved means of transportation and communication. Uh, those days, it was Going mainly... In and taking their stuff. I know, yeah. So, yeah, so it was mainly like uh, scholars and missionaries, uh, people that had the means to travel to all these countries and learn. Um, uh, Dr. John... Kabat Zinn is one of the most influential figures in the sphere of mindfulness today. He was the founder of the Center for Mindfulness uh, at the University of Massachusetts Medical School uh, in 1979. Uh, he started a program mm -hmm. called MBSR, Mindfulness Based Stress Reduction, um, has become very instrumental in bringing benefits of mindful practice uh, without any religious overtones. Um, it's mostly just the meditation and um, being present, mindfulness, helping to, you know, relieve stress and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then as a meditation practice develops the most fundamental axis of our being, it's essential to rely on clear, progressive and genuine meditation methods from authentic guides. 
So a lot of people would go and learn um, all these things from, you know, Buddhist and um, people in Japan and, and stuff like that and bring it back to um, the States and teach it and use it as a source of healing and health to have healthier habits and mindful thoughts and stuff like that in the future. Um, Even with, with medicine, um, it's still like a disconnect between your body and your mind, you know, like you're not having to figure out what your mind's doing to make your body feel these certain things. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's connections to different things and things that have happened in the past, you know, either traumas or relationships or, just life in general um, can have many different effects on us. And I think trying to, you know, even though it's very difficult and it's hard and I'm trying to work through some of my stuff right now just to make myself feel more confident and have a better future for myself and in career and everything. Like, I know that I have to get like to the deeper root of things and figure out why do I feel this way? Why do I act this way? Why do I tell my brain or tell my body this, you know, I just think that it's better off in the future and and in the long run to deal with those things. And that's why I think, you know, Mm -hmm. therapy is good. I think meditation is good. Talking, just talking like us, we're doing. We talk about, we talk about our issues (laughs) and our problems and the things that we deal with and letting it out loud is, is a good thing. And even if you don't feel comfortable talking to someone, it's always good to, you know, run to Walmart and buy a journal or a notebook and just write down your thoughts. Talk to talk to yourself. Talk and, to yourself. <laughs> I talk to myself constantly. Yeah. You know, like it does count. Yeah, I I love talking out loud to myself and working through my my things. And if I have an issue or something comes up where I don't feel good and I it doesn't make me feel happy, I'm just like, well, why am I feeling this way? What has led me up to? feeling this way, acting this way, having these emotions, you know, and are these emotions okay? Are they, you know, productive, you know? So mm-hmm. I just think- And that- I think everybody has their own unique blend. We're all our own blend of herbal tea, I guess you could say, <laughs> of, yeah. you know, different, uh, uh, different techniques, meditation, therapy, exercise, medication when it's needed, um, uh, you know- hypnosis i mean religion spirituality different community like finding your perfect blend and brew to 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 keep yourself on track i think it's just a lifelong journey yeah you got to find all those little pieces it Mm -hmm. is so and it takes it takes time it's not overnight um i think you know we talked a little bit before we started how you know we've all struggled with the meditation and and it can, and it's, you know, I, I think that you know, we all are different people and we all do, deal differently with things and it's just finding what's work, what works best for you. Um, and continually searching. Like yes. Making sure that you, you put effort into yourself. Exactly. And if y'all would like to, um, would you share a little bit about how we went through meditation and... Was it good? Was it bad? Did we struggle? Like, <laughs> go on, Brianna. You to make me go first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me, I guess, discuss a little bit of my journey with mental health throughout the years. Um, I'm a very just generally anxious person. My first really big episode of anxiety that I, I can remember vividly happened when I was six years old. So this is something that I've just dealt with my whole life. And I didn't really realize how extreme it was until, um, like I mentioned in the last podcast, around 2017, that's when everything kind of culminated because I had some changes in my life, like some work stuff was not going right. And that's when it just got to be where, okay, like I, I can't keep living like this. I need to do something to feel better. Um, So that's when I started going to therapy pretty regularly. Um, I don't go as much now, but I was going like twice a month. And now I just go whenever I feel like I really need it. But I have a really good relationship with my therapist. And if you've never been before, it's not like the movies. It's not weird. Like you don't just 
<laughs> sit across from someone who's silently staring at you. It's like talking to a friend who actually has really, really good advice. <laughs> and Mario has helped me with uh, more self-care, like the stuff we've been talking about. Shout and out to of- Mario. That's right. Dr. Mario's Whoa. got it going on. <laughs> <laughs> He's helped me figure out all the different pillars of, you know, what are you doing with your friends? How's your health? What are you doing for you? What are your hobbies? And things to fall back on for when medication fails or like now when I've decided I don't want to be on medication, I've really been relying on those things that he taught me. And we discussed meditation before, but... I'd only ever tried it at the end of yoga classes. There's savasana sometimes where you lay down and the really good teacher used to put lavender oil on our heads. Oh, (laughs) yeah. 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 It was really nice. It was so nice. (laughs) I did go a couple times to yoga with you and that's, I enjoy yoga overall, but that was one of my favorite parts at the end is just kind of like wind down. and. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's the best part. I've seen t-shirts that say I'm only here for... Savasana, and that's like... Corpse pose, man. Uh. Oh, yeah, corpse pose. I always love that name. Just let me die. (laughs) I realized, okay, I tried meditation. There was like a, the very first one I tried, um, I picked a little fight with my husband, and there was one that said, do it when you're frustrated. So I was like, okay, let me try this course real quick. It was three minutes long. And I lasted about one minute in, and I was like, this is not, this is not working. This is not working. I can't turn my thoughts off. Um, mm-hmm. I think at this point, I have about an hour and a half time logged. And awesome. not all of those are were super effective meditations, but I had a little epiphany one night in the bathtub because I... I really like to meditate there. I've discovered Ooh, I take a lot of bubble baths. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wait a second. The whole point of this is just to get the thoughts that are floating around me like back in my body. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So once I could put them back in my body and I could breathe and focus on that and I guess be mindful and actually allow myself to feel comforted. Mm-hmm. That's when I realized oh. like. Oh, I I get it. (laughs) It took about a week to get to that epiphany. Um, I did the restlessness course, and that was really helpful, too. Did you try that one, Lauren? No, I'm okay. uh, Y'all are going to be disappointed in me. No, we're not. No, we're not. We would never be disappointed in you, ever. Yeah, I'm, I'm just a restless person in general. I don't. Sit still. I think that's part of that like nervous energy thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, the coach described how as you're having these different thoughts, you just label it like, oh, that's a feeling or that's a thought. And then, oh, if you're feeling something that's physical and then you move on and just focus Mm -hmm. on your breaths. If I tried to meditate laying in bed, this is how distracted I get. Okay. I would start thinking about, oh, my pillow. Oh, the bed feels lumpy under this side. Like, yeah. I could only do this either in the bathtub or just laying flat on the ground like nothing around me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way I could do this. Hey, and whatever works, that, honestly. Yeah. That first week I tried it, it was a struggle. We had company for like a solid week, <laughs> which is hard for an oh, introvert. No. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. I would try to make my time to get away and to do this and I'd I'd find myself dreading it like I didn't want to even try because Mm. I didn't want to hear what was in my head yeah Mm -hmm. but after I got over that hump like I had my little bathtub epiphany (laughs) I realized that it could be the most effective to me like first thing in the morning I would just get out of bed go lay on the floor in the other room and try to put my thoughts back in my body before I started the day does that make sense yeah Yeah, totally 100% yeah that's yeah, so I forgot like to cancel really, really nice. my free trial. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been doing a course on uh, mindful eating, oh, which is okay. interesting too because that's another thing I struggle with, uh, disordered eating. Even though I've been about five years healthy, whenever I try to lose weight, I still tend to slip back into unhealthy tendencies. Mm. And so 
that course has been useful too. Just once again, thinking about how, you know, to change your relationship with food and how to associate those thoughts with what's going into your body. So that whole connection, Mm. I think really appeals to me. And that's why I like yoga. Yeah. I like, I like being able to meditate and using my body and like mixing the two together, fitting it together. Yeah. It feels practical. Yeah. 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 I think that's why it makes sense because it feels practical. Like that's Mm -hmm. what, yeah. Resonates with me, I guess. I could not (laughs) meditate sitting up. I tried it. That Mm. didn't work at all. Yeah. And my favorite meditations are just like three minutes long because that's about how far my attention span can go. (laughs) Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't really do long meditations. Like I haven't gotten there yet. It needs to be like a 10 minute or a five minute. Like I need to be in and out. Yeah. I'll get lost (laughs) in my own head if it's too long. Oh, there is something else too. A lot of them started with like picture a light or picture some sunshine touching your whole body. Yeah. <laughs> this is my meditation voice. <laughs> and it would, we should do okay. we should do for a pit stop a meditation of six minutes with each of us. Oh my god. <laughs> Read a meditation. Okay, so when you hear that, picture some sunshine touching you. Where's the sun touching you? On my face? Yes, it's touching you on your face. <laughs> and then that guy would yeah. be like it starts at your toes. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm like, no, my sunshine touches my face. I don't believe you. Oh. Next. <laughs> so some of those oh two, like, God. some got me. Some were ineffective. Some were very effective. And a lot of them were just in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> but it's something I do want to keep trying and keep practicing, especially in the bathtub. Guys, that was so peaceful. Yeah, that's a great idea. Well, I mean, it's nice too because your body feels like weightless with the water. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like you're oh, kind of, yeah. you don't really feel if you have any aches and pains or if you're feeling uncomfortable. It's like you have the water there to like support you and kind of take your mind off of something that mm-hmm. could be an ailment at that time. So yeah, yeah, I've never meditated in the bath, but I should try that. That'd be a good <laughs> idea. Yeah, definitely. All right, Lauren. All right. Yep, next girlfriend. <laughs> okay. So y'all know me by now. We've been friends since like what, 2003? Um, when during that time did I ever feel like I could just chill and not be productive? <laughs> um, Never. Yeah. <laughs> so I... Really, I've I've done yoga for years. Um, Brianna and I went to yoga while I was pregnant. Like, I did yoga for years before that. That's something that I actually really thoroughly enjoy. Um, uh, It I I like being able to feel flexible and being able to you know challenge myself in in different ways that aren't necessarily like strength or 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 just you know. the only way I can describe it is like CrossFit, like that, you know, I don't oh need God, to go no, that never. intense. Like a cardio yeah. <laughs> high intense. Never. Ugh. <laughs> but like the first time I was able to do like the crane pose by myself, I freaked out. I was just like, yes. And then when I did my first inversion, it felt so good. And then able to do a headstand. And I was just like, this is so nice. And You're of course, making like, it into a competition. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's where I'm getting. I know. Um, <laughs> so like Brianna said, at the end of each yoga session, you usually have some sort of savasana. So where you are able to like lay and relax. And the reason why I always enjoyed it is because I knew for those past 30, 45 minutes, an hour, I actually accomplished something that was like really awesome. And I felt so yeah. good. So I was able to sit for five minutes and just kind of like, and like be happy in what was happening. Um, rewards to me are only a reward if I've accomplished something to deserve that reward. That's um, so sad. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all need to call me anytime you need to hear like treat yourself because that's basically my motto. <laughs> and I, I mean, it's I I'm able to do, but see the treat yourself too is like. Oh, I actually did this, 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 and this. I'm going to treat myself. I deserve to be treated. I can justify the treat in a way. What I discovered with meditation is that it is supposed to be a self-care without any pre-context. Yep. Like, Mm -hmm. you have to just 
There's there's nothing to get to that self-care. David's so good. My husband, I love him so much because he's so good at like sitting and just being, relaxing, you know, and just being able to just stop, shut down. This is like calm time. And I've just, I've worked on it. I'm better at it, but I'm just not good at That's just not my default. Um, <laughs> so I, when you first texted us, I did my first uh, meditation, Natalie, and you know, I was like, yay, I still hadn't started. I think I started like four days after that because I was just kind of. Oh, when she texted, I'd already forgot we were doing this. <laughs> Because that's so much I had, like, a mental block. Like, oh, no. no, I don't want to listen to what's in my head. Like, no, yeah. yeah. Avoidance, avoidance. Um, <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, it's it, – it, I avoided it. But I, like, I was actively avoiding it. Like, I didn't forget. I It was it was prominently in this, this front forehead zone of my mm-hmm. consciousness. Um, and so I, I – did I only got through basics one and two? That's as far as I got in Headspace. Um, I did do a few random ones that I have on my yoga studio, just because I've I've done them before, and so they were kind of familiar. Uh, but they were very. It's just mostly music. There wasn't like it wasn't guided all the time, which is probably still. It didn't. I mean, it didn't really wasn't as effective as far as making my mind quiet. Um. <laughs> I tried everywhere. I tried first thing in the morning in bed. I tried late at night in bed. I tried sitting up on the floor. I tried laying flat on the floor. I tried at lunch in the car, reclined, sat up. I tried in a room here. I tried standing up. I tried sitting. I tried rocking in a chair to keep myself in like a in like a soothing rhythm. I tried everywhere. (laughs) Um, it just wasn't click it's still and it wasn't clicking so what I did after the first basic session before I went into basics two, I said okay I'm gonna do me I'm gonna do some research I'm gonna start listening to other people's podcasts I'm gonna start I watched the whole Netflix series that just what also hey cheers to us timely Netflix just came out with a headspace series. oh yeah I saw oh. that yeah yeah um, yeah on their app they have cute little um videos and animations and stuff to kind of help you make sense of it and and they just put that on yeah they just put that out on netflix and they're like 20 minutes long i think yeah those how long how long was your basics course lauren you can choose so i did some that were three i did some that were six and there were some that were i think longer than that and i don't remember if it was like nine or ten or something so i did i i chose different ones i chose some three minute ones i chose some six minute ones um I, I still haven't, I just haven't found a rhythm. What I did find out is that it takes about six to eight weeks for you to feel like this is something that you can con- consistently do and that there's an actual change, um, according to a bunch of different research. Uh, I, Tim Ferriss, I don't know if y'all know the name. I didn't know that his name until I started looking mm-hmm. into into this. Um, he has a couple podcasts. He was on, I listened to an episode of Science Versus, one of the podcasts I listened to, and he was on it about meditation. And they just kind of talked about, like, it was from a couple years ago, too. They talked about, you know, practicing medication, uh, medication, <laughs> meditation, and, uh, and, and how long it takes. And so that made me feel better. I was like, okay, this isn't something that's like, oh, you immediately, like, click or after the first couple, six, seven, eight sessions, it starts clicking. Like, this is a, a two-month-plus process. Yeah. Fine. That works. I can do that. I can keep working on that. Um, I will say that there is a lot of residual trauma from my past that always finds its nasty head up whenever I'm sitting still and quiet like this. Uh, and that sucks. And that's... Even though I've been through therapy, um, when I was pregnant, uh, I finally decided because it came to a head, my anxiety and and just uh, general kind of, I don't know if we we still had, didn't find a word for it, my therapist and I. And since, since uh, recently, I haven't been able to go back into therapy, but we're working on that now. 
it wasn't necessarily depression, but it was just like this kind of um, severe, just blankness to where like yeah. I would be able to turn off all emotions. Mm. I wouldn't be very excited about anything. I wouldn't be very sad about anything. Yeah, kind of. But it wasn't, I wouldn't even call it disassociating because it lasted for a long time. Yeah. What about that French word, ennui? Ennui, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what we I just call made it, it sound glamorous. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll take that. Um, I mean, there was a significant amount of time in my college years where I was, I guess, experiencing ennui. And I think it had a huge impact on kind of my experience in that pe- time period. Like those form, I guess, I don't, they're not formative years, but you know what I mean? Young adult formative years. Um, and so we've been working on that. And then when I, when I got pregnant, I mean, if anybody's listening out there that is currently pregnant, it's crazy. (laughs) Your body goes insane. And, um, I have a really difficult time letting go of control. I know that. I know I, I I hate to call myself a control freak. It's such a negative word. And I, and my therapist kept saying, that's not it. (laughs) It's not that you like to be a control freak. It's that if you're able to, to have a, a, a set, uh, environment around you that you know you have put into place, then you know that you're safe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 The most anxious people seem the most controlling, but that's just because Mm -hmm. they need to set their parameters or else it doesn't feel okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so that I finally got out of that. I was like, I'm not controlling. And, and and people, and even y'all do. And it's true. I'm competitive. I know I'm competitive. But I'm also competitive because if I, that, that means that I'm being able to control the outcome or the, like, the the path of whatever's happening. Mm-hmm. So if, if I'm, if I'm winning, I guess you can say, and that's not just with games, but like, realistically in life, if I'm quote unquote winning, then that means that I am succeeding in controlling my environment and yeah. feeling safe. Um, so sitting down for those three to six minutes was just to me and a, and a problem. I think that the first, the first thing that came back to mind was the initial, like, uh, and this is, I don't know how much y'all are going to be able to recognize this, but I, you know, I was a missionary for a year, um, back in college after I graduated and sitting down to do something that is like meditation, which was prayer for us, immediately requires, these are the things you have to do. Even though everyone says, this is t- your time to be peaceful with God. Like, this is your time to sit and talk. And that's true. But it's also so, there's so much pressure of like accomplishing or getting out these particular types of prayers. What are you focusing on? Why are you focusing on that? It's a lot of intense introspection that to me got to be really um kind of like checklisty yeah so i lost a lot of that like spirituality part of it because i felt like i was just going through and making sure i was hitting these all these bullet points that i possibly could mm-hmm. um and so the first time i meditated i was like <laughs> why what's my checklist oh no i got this like <laughs> feeling coming back oh, to no. me yeah yeah <laughs> Because now when I pray, it's more of like a, just kind of a, hey, here's how I'm feeling. I hope we're okay. Uh, I, I'm upset about this. Let me know if you need, like, anything can change. <laughs> or, you know, I, I thank you for this, that, and the other. Like, it's 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 a very casual thing versus where or I felt it before it was so much more um, institutional. Yeah. So that immediately yeah, came back first. Doesn't sound good at all. No, absolutely. No, not. it's not. I <laughs> never pray like that. Um, and it's no one like told me that's the way it was supposed to go. But you know, when it's your job and when you feel like there's all of these things you have to do, it can be really, it can be a lot. It, you know, it's it's a lot of pressure. Um, yeah. So that was the first kind of like traumatizing you know, thing I had to get rid of. And I got past that. I will say I did after like the third session. I was like, look, this is not the same thing. Yeah. And this is not what's happening right now. Um, But then I started immediately thinking about just like, okay, um, 
what do I have to do tomorrow? What do I have to do today? What, what do I have to do in 15 minutes? Oh no, Harrison's going to wake up. Oh no, wait, why? Oh, I'm, I'm late. Oh, that was too long of a lunch break. <laughs> it went from a spiritual <laughs> check-off to-do list mm-hmm. to a real-life, here's-my-reality check-off to-do list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I did have one really good meditation that was a six-minute one. Uh, <laughs> and it actually made me really happy because at the end... I was, it was, it was in bed in the morning. I'd woken up. What I did, if I did one in the morning like that, I just put my AirPods in and I turned it on and I just kind of laid there. David was still sleeping next to me. And uh, <laughs> right at the like almost six minute mark, I just hear this loud. <laughs> <laughs> and it just made me so happy because I was just like, yeah, this is what I'm this is what I'm doing this for. I'm doing this for me, but I'm also doing it because other people need me to be me. Like, you know, yeah. it's Yeah. It gave me a goal. And I think I was looking for a goal for a really long time doing these cuz with the two basics, it's only it's 10 sessions and then basics two, I I think it's I think it's 10. So it's 20 sessions. Um yeah, and I didn't get through I didn't get I didn't get through the basics too. Um, but I, I needed a goal and that particular session was like, oh, here's the goal. I can do that. Even though that's probably not the way it's supposed to be done. (laughs) I have a goal of being able to be more present with my husband, more grounded with my son, more prepared for the day. That sounds doable. Yeah. So that's where I'm going to hopefully continue on mm-hmm. with, I don't know which course is next. I'm going to finish the basics too first, um, and then I'll figure out the next course. But I think yeah. you should try journaling too, Lauren, because it's oh, like girl, you almost... know how many journals I have? <laughs> They're blank. Yeah, <laughs> it, it feels like you might be looking for permission to have your feelings. Oh, 100%. Yeah. To explore those for feelings. Sure. Yeah. So you need yes. to just get those out somewhere where you can just not worry about anybody else reading it, not worry about the ends, you know, but it would make you feel better just to let it out. Yeah. I, I agree with I've, that. I I agree in theory, and I've had a lot of people <laughs> tell me that before. I promise you, and, and it is, the, the sentiment is totally, I 100% agree with you. I have bought so many freaking journals and they are all a quarter, less than a quarter, half full, like let it just empty, completely empty. That's fine. <laughs> I'll get a journal of it. And, but I will say that, mo- again, most of my journals, they start off with writing and then they go into just sketches. Like, uh, but majority of them are all just sketchbooks. <laughs> well, I mean, but you've also used um, your art and drawing to let out your emotions as well. Yeah. You know, that in college, too. you did that. <sighs> you did that a lot. You know, I mean, you freaking had a what's your self portrait and you drew you did a vulture like, I mean, you know, you use many different outlets or forms. So I think just whatever, if you write something one day and draw something the next or, you know, there's no rules in that. And so what if you don't fill up a journal? Who cares? Find another pretty one and buy it and fill that up halfway. Like nobody cares. You know, and it's, I know, it's your I know. personal thing. I have thing. to get over the idea that every task has has to have a purpose. Because that's the or purpose an ending. Or an ending. Yeah. You don't need an ending to everything. It's not, that's yeah. not your goal to end a journal. To finish it's it from... It's a journey, y'all. It is a journey, y'all. <laughs> hey! Callback. <laughs> I love a good callback. Um, I... I have never really wanted to admit, but I had a um, a relationship that lasted for a very long time that started in high school, and it ended when I was about, what, 20, mid-20s, 25, 24, 25, 26, mm-hmm. something like, it's something in there. Um, 23, 24, something like that. And it wasn't a great relationship, and... Um, mm-hmm. It, I never really wanted to give um, the satisfaction of al- allowing myself to realize that that relationship caused me 
a lot of issues that I mm-hmm. still deal with mm-hmm. currently. Um, I didn't want to give that satisfa- satisfaction over to that person. Um, I wanted to be accountable for myself and I wanted to um, have just me, myself, and I um, deal with my emotions and have my emotions be mine and not have them um, focused or have someone else affect me. And it's always been... It's always been something that I've struggled with that I allow other people to affect my emotions and the way that I feel about myself. And I'm I'm working really, really hard to know who I am all the way through and to realize that I'm the only one that can, can control how I feel and, and the way that I mm-hmm. react to situations. Um. I have dealt with depression for a very, very, very long time since, um, I think since I moved to, to Denton to go to school, um, I, I, it was bad when I was there and I didn't realize that it was that bad until later on in life. I mean, I would, I would be stuck in my room. I wouldn't come out of my room unless to get something to eat or use the restroom, I mean, I would mm-hmm. literally be locked in there with the lights off watching television constantly. Wouldn't go anywhere, mm-hmm. hardly talk to anyone, didn't really make any friends. And I was just like, oh, this is just, you know, I'm just struggling right now. It's okay. Like, I'll be fine. And it just kept progressing and kept progressing and kept progressing. And then when that relationship ended, it just, I felt like I kind of just went on a downward spiral after that. And didn't really realize what it was. Like, not really many. I mean, I knew, like, people suffered from depression and stuff. But I didn't really know what it was, you know, or how it felt or Mm -hmm. the symptoms of it. And so it wasn't until I went and saw one of our family friends that's a doctor. And she was like, oh, yeah, you you got depression. And I was like, oh, (laughs) that's what it is. Okay. Um, There's a name. (laughs) There's a name. (laughs) It's been named. Um, and so I've struggled with it for a really long time and it is, has been a lot of, um, really mean things in my head that I've told myself that, you know, I'm not good enough. I don't deserve certain things. Um, you know, I'm lazy and like how I'm feeling and what I'm doing is, is not. I hate to even hear you say these things out loud because it just breaks my heart so I mean, much. it's, I mean, it's the truth. That's what I would tell myself constantly. I like know. it was, you but know. by the end of this episode, you need to say good things about yourself. So we put yes. that up. Oh, no, 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 no. Because you need to hear it. Listen, I feel a lot, the way that I feel now, and even though I've moved and we're away from each other and, you know, I'm trying to figure out things, I feel a lot more positive about myself now than I did Wonderful. a couple years ago. Yeah. Even like, Good. even after last year, which was probably the hardest year for most of the world, you know, mm-hmm. I, I <laughs> yeah. have had, yeah, you know, I've had some, some positives and, and I've started to feel more, you know, clear about who I am and what I want and how I want to feel and, and it and it's it's definitely it's difficult and i don't think i don't think people understand how hard depression is physically and mentally i mean yeah. you're you're your own bully mm-hmm. living in your mm-hmm. head you're a bully mm-hmm. and and, yes. and and the thing is is that like not very many things from other people like i i'm to the point now where you can say anything to me and it can't be as worse of what i've already told myself you know yeah. and so it's just like yeah. The words that people say sometimes, I mean, it depends on the person, but a lot of the times don't affect me. You know, random Mm -hmm. strangers can come up and say something rude to me and and I'm just like, okay, cool. You know, I'm glad you have that opinion about myself. Who's coming up and saying rude things to you? What is happening? I want to fight some people. (laughs) I don't have it very often. Also, back off, people. Um, (laughs) Deal with yourself. You deal with yourself. (laughs) You deal with yourself. Worry about yourself. The thing is, is like when you have depression, all the stuff that can help you, you don't want to do it. Like you can't can't physically get out of bed to go see a friend and talk to them. No, I couldn't. That's what was good about having a therapist is that he also holds me accountable 
So he says, when I was really depressed, he'd say like, okay, if someone asks you to do something, you better go do it. Even if your brain's telling you not to go. Yeah. Because I'm going to ask oh. you next session, did you go do something with your friends? <laughs> and I've, you know, and I, I've struggled with that too. Like I've had plans with people, you know, I still struggle with depression and I still have some days where I always try and at least in the morning I get up and I try and make my bed. Um, because if there's one thing that I can count on is cleanliness and tidiness and walking into a clean space where everything has a spot is comforting mm-hmm. to me. And it makes me mm-hmm. <sighs> take a deep breath, sigh of relief <laughs> that my bed's made and, it, and my room looks nice, you know? And, hey, um, that's a lot more than what a lot of people can say. So that's a real. huge accomplishment, honestly. Yeah, and I... And I had to tell myself that I can't beat myself up about not finishing big, giant tasks. I can make to-do lists and I can have things that I need to accomplish, but it's okay if I don't get them all done. And to just be happy in the fact that I made myself look presentable today. I looked in the mirror mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm happy with the way that I, I look. I noticed, girl. You look cute today. <laughs> yeah, you look so cute. Um I'm telling you, ye- mustard yellow is your color. You look. So I love it. Listen, color. mustard oh, yeah. mustard yellow is my new is my new favorite. I love it. It's my favorite color. I'm gonna have to switch our logos. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Brianna's color right hey, now. Hey, I wore that color the whole day until now. <laughs> you, days on. you wear it a lot. <laughs> it's my power color. I it is. It, it listen. It is. It is a power color, but not mm. like a not like any other kind of yellow. It's just this mustardy color. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm um, not like sunshine daisy yellow. That's too much. And I'm trying yeah. to be mindful and be kinder to myself and praise myself more and just try and be my own um, cheerleader. And I know that I have m- so many people around me, you all included, that are, are my cheerleaders and that love me and that count on me. And And I think the worst thing that you can tell a depressive person what do you have to be depressive about? Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. That's <laughs> the worst. You have this great life. You had this this beautiful house to live in. You have these amazing friends. And 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 it's just like, yeah. It only makes you feel worse, period. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, thanks. I'm definitely a piece of crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool, thanks. And I've also, through my... I haven't been in, in many romantic relationships, but the the relationships that I have been in, I allowed them to control my feelings and the way that I felt about myself. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, I've always said that, or not, I haven't always said, but the I heard something sometime, one time from someone that other people's <laughs> opinion about you are not your problem. It is not oh, my yeah. problem or it's not my issue to be concerned with how you, I mean, to a certain extent, you also, you well, obviously be, be want. be respectful. Yeah, exactly. But if you have an issue with me, and if I didn't do anything about that issue, girl, that's on you. That's not me. I don't have I anything Dave, to do with me. I tell, I tell David this all the time. I go, well, that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> that sounds yeah. like a you problem. <laughs> exactly. So I've, um, I've done meditation. <laughs> Throughout and and one time I had a um I found a therapist and she did a um it was supposed to be like a uh what do you call it when they a hypnotist or something I don't oh, know hypnosis she didn't she didn't really do hypnosis she did like a vis a visual guided meditation um which is a type of meditation that I can get into um here towards the end but think about a time when you were when you were happy, you were relaxed, you were calm, and visualize that, you know? Um, so one of mm-hmm. mine is, I'm always the happiest and I feel most myself when I travel. Um, so going to New York um, or when we went to Europe was the most I felt myself and alive. And so visualizing those places that I love and I felt, you know, safe and comforted is what I used. And... Um, it's something that I still struggle with. You know, I love meditation and I think it's very helpful, but it's not easy. 
if we all come, you know, our mind wanders. The, the, the general conclusion, the thesis of this. Yeah, it's thing, not easy. You it don't pick it up. You don't pick it up for a couple of days and your life has changed. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a journey, y'all. And um, we're all working <laughs> on much. it. And that's one of my goals in my 31st year of life <laughs> is um, to feel confident about myself and it's definitely I just want to say that I'm I'm so proud of you I'm so proud of you I can tell a big change in how you've felt and you're just glowing and I know that things are getting better for you because you're working at it it's not easy but you're you're going there you know and you're so strong it's going very slowly um, but I can definitely tell a difference and there are still yeah. some days where I have bad days and yeah, I definitely have felt a difference. It's slow, but it, I feel it on the up and up, which is good. Yeah. So I'm proud of you. Thank you. Yay. All right. So give me some different types of meditation because okay. I need something else. <laughs> All right. Here we go. So Lauren, you already talked about, um, a spiritual meditation, um, mm-hmm. which includes elements of silent, spoken, or chanted prayer. I don't know if you've ever done any chanting before. Um, I mean, in a way. Weird. In a way. Well, I mean, like... Well, I mean, okay, wait, think about it, Brianna, though. Think, like, okay, I don't... You didn't go to the, like, an evangelical church like I did, but think about the times when they're in worship, when they repeat the same line over and over and over again, you know? Yeah, in Presbyterian, we don't do that. Yeah, y'all <laughs> don't, don't do, do that. that. No. Well, even in the songs, the songs that they sing, they repeat, yeah. you know, over and over and yeah. over again. Um, so I think that is a definitely a chant in a sense. Where oh, just definitely. Like you get into this sure. rhythm of the same phrase. So, yeah. Um, when practiced with, within religion, religious context, meditation supports a deeper connection with the divine. Um, in a non-theistic tradition such as Buddhism and uh, Taoism, meditation is more focused on self-awareness and self-actualization become the best human beings they can be. Um, Good venues for your spiritual meditation practice might be at home, at your preferred place of worship, or in nature. Um, So this is prayer, basically. Yeah. But I'd also like to try meditation outside and instead of inside. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like a lot of... I thought about that today. Yeah. I thought about that because I was outside... And the birds were chirping, and I was like, ooh, this is kind of nice. <laughs> I did read outside today, but I didn't Oh, <laughs> that's nice. All right. Next, we have mindful meditation. Um, so this sounds like headspace stuff, right? Yes. It has become very popular in the West and is based on teachings of Buddha. Um, mm-hmm. Mindfulness meditation can be instrumental in helping us understand how our minds work. Um Self-acknowledge serves as a foundation for overcoming dissatisfaction, impatience, intolerance, and many other habits that keep us from living fuller, happier lives. Um, You can acknowledge your reality, um, being mindful of your body and thoughts. You can observe uh, your mind and recognizing each thought that arises without judging or manipulating. And I think that's what a lot they do in um, Headspace is... You know, if you drift off, note it, don't judge yourself, and just kind of move on from it. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like coming back to op- to the object of meditation, such as breath. And they use breath a lot um, to center and to focus. And, you know, they say either place your hand on your stomach to fill your breath or you can count your breaths. Um, breathing is a big thing in mindful meditation. Um Mindfulness meditation has been shown to reduce depression, stress, and anxiety. Um, It fosters resilience, a timely quality that helps you cope with difficult situations without losing peace of mind. All right. We have movement meditation, which I think both of y'all with yoga and stuff like that would be beneficial to y'all because y'all like y'all have a hard time sitting still and stuff like that. Yeah, I think this is going to this is my thing. Yes, focuses on the body in motion, walking, 
meditation they suggest also yoga or tai chi which david has tried to teach us multiple times david loves tai Tai chi Chi. (laughs) we've had many tai chi lessons in the kitchen the last time i was there we did a tai chi lesson um i accidentally went to a class like that one time i thought it was (laughs) going to be yoga and i was like this is the weirdest yoga i've done in my life (laughs) oh really yeah. It's a lot of slow moving and Yeah, and it was twenty minutes in and I realized like, oh <laughs> this, is uh, this isn't it. right. <laughs> um, it says once you're able to be present in your body during movement meditation, you can expand your awareness to include just about anything that keeps you moving. Gardening, walking the dog, washing up, playing golf, etc. You know, any type of whatever. Um it says helps people that have a hard time sitting still for long periods of time. And this technique can be combined with the mindful sitting meditation as well. Um, We have focused meditation, uh, which is, um, sorry. Uh, We witness and admire the exceptional power of concentration of athletes, musicians, chess players, stuff like that. So anything that requires Mm -hmm. great focus and not letting outside come in. Um, we've led ourselves to believe multitasking is necessary to get everything done on our to-do list, but we're really only doing one thing at a time. Um, so it suggests, uh, drinking a cup of tea, um, and not really focusing on anything else, no music, no distractions, no looking on your phone, just, uh, focusing on the drinking of the tea. (laughs) I like that one. I think I could do that one. You can also do it um, like while you're eating dinner, you know, while you're eating a meal or something and not have like your phone or whatever to distract you. Yeah. Um, uh, whatever the object of your meditation, you should focus your entire your entire t- attention on it. Um, if you notice your mind is wandering, you simply acknowledge that and bring it, bring your focus back to what you're doing. May you rediscover the joy of being present. Okay. All right, I have two more. Um, We have a visualization meditation, uh, which I talked about earlier. An image that creates a particular feeling or quality is brought to mind. Uh, We can close our eyes and imagine a beautiful mountain, lake, an open sky, a familiar landscape, or any other visualization that speaks to us. Um, Let's see. In one well-known mindfulness exercise, we imagine our thoughts and emotions as being leaves on a stream that current uh, that the current gently sweeps downstream. This is said to give meditators distance from unwelcome mental activity and bring a sense of peace. I did a visualization meditation um, on Headspace, actually, and it was really cool. And it had me picture um, someone who loves me like unconditionally or something like mm-hmm. that. I don't know, but the first thing I thought of was my mom. And Aww. so well, it was it was just a really happy, like wonderful meditation through Headspace. That makes so much more sense to me. Uh, visual meditation. Like I didn't know what you meant. I thought you meant and when you were talking about it earlier about like she showed you a picture. <laughs> but like oh. visualizing a scene or a person or like a that that to because I think I'm more visual in that sense, that yeah. would be so much easier to do. And in Headspace in the beginner ones, they, they mention like, picture a road with cars. Your thoughts are the cars. And I was like, that makes no sense. What are you talking about? Watch your thoughts yeah. drive off. And I'm like, I don't, what do you mean? It was, neat. <laughs> it was neat because I didn't have to put the words to that. Like, oh, my mom makes me feel like this, this, and this. It was just yeah, having that image in my head like left me with really good feelings. And by the time it was closed, like I was really happy. It was nice. Yeah, I need to look at visual, maybe. Maybe that would mm-hmm. be a little easier for me to get into. Uh, a formal level of visualization meditation um, belongs to the Tibetan tradition, are gener- generally specific religious practices. Um, they visualize a mandala or med- meditation deity. So, like, um, I think it's the hands that have the different oh, yeah, um, yeah. things like yeah. that on it. Um. Uh, gives practitioners a basis for cultivating innate qualities such as compassion and wisdom. Um, 
but the last one is the chanting meditation, which they talked about in the spiritual one. Um, Western traditions also encourage contemplation or meaning. Uh, a repetitive sound word or phrase is used to clear the mind and allow our spiritual strengths to reveal themselves. And this is where Om came from. Uh, is one common used uh, in mantra meditation. Uh, those who practice chanting meditation often discover that it's uh, it is cultivates a peaceful yet alert state of mind. Um, so I I mean I can see how the chanting helps you focus on um, what you're doing, being present, um, helping your mind not wander from things because you're focused on saying this one thing or you know something like that. Um, but yeah, uh, that's the six types of meditation that I found. Um, I think there are many others. I, I saw one that was like 16 types of (laughs) meditation. I was like, that seems like too many. I do have a little basic meditation for those who have never tried meditation before. And like I said, it can be difficult sometimes to just do it by yourself. Um, but I highly suggest finding something on YouTube or using Headspace. Um, But if you are one that can sit with your thoughts and be by yourself, um, maybe this can help you. Um, There's seven steps. Uh, First is get comfortable and focus on your breath. Okay. Uh, You can set a time limit. Uh, You notice your body. And a lot of the times on Headspace, they talk about... um, Feel where your body has pain or like notice different things in your body and stuff like that. And just be aware of your physical being what it is now. Um, Feel your breath or you can count your breaths. Uh, Notice when your mind has wandered. Uh, Be kind to your wandered mind. And then you close with kindness. Okay. They always talk about noting Uh, When your mind has wandered and being kind to yourself about that wandering mind, but always trying to bring yourself back to what you're doing and what's in front of you. Okay. Along those lines, I just want to say like a tiny little bit about positive affirmations, because that's something that has really helped me um, with my own self-image and my anxiety. So being kind to your mind, even if you can't say, I feel at peace and mean it, you can say, I am working to feel at peace. Yes, that's a and good. And that will accomplish the same goal. Yeah. That's a good thing. And have peace as long as you're working towards that goal. Yes. You don't have to get to the end anytime soon. Every forward step counts. Exactly. And and take it from us that are dealing with it every day and working on it slowly. And just be kind to yourself and love yourself and try and find your inner peace and what makes you happy. Yes. Awesome. (laughs) Yes. And with that being said, give us a follow on Instagram. We're at Expedition Pod. There you go. Twitter. Expedition underscore pod. Yeah. Or send us a Gmail at the Expedition Podcast. (laughs) I still sounded unsure, but I got it. I got through it. (laughs) We love you guys. Love yourself. And love your people that you have okay and love everybody because loving everyone is good (laughs) (laughs) all right bye guys till next time see you later to the existence of this Just the existence of this.